0: Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. shopify.com slash work.
3: Welcome back to the final part of our Skyfall review. And then I can say, Skyfall, done.
4: So yeah, the thing about the um, the ice lake, it, you know, it, it, it looks it looks good and everything, and it's a nice it's a nice idea. Once it actually goes underwater, I don't think on closer inspection you'd really think that that was like a little pond in in the middle of Scotland or something. It looks like a massive big tank. There are no you know, there's no reeds or anything like that, and it yeah, looks like yeah. it goes on. Forever. The guy disappears, doesn't he, into the uh, into the darkness, having been. Strangled by a thigh. Incidentally, I had that a reviewer on Radio One or something said, you know, we've got all sorts. Of, you know, at one point he strangles a henchman with his with his thigh. So the longer it was going on, I was thinking, oh, he's still got tr- strangled there <laughs> uh, with his thigh. Uh, so yeah. Anyway, I'm I'm actually I think in films strangling is quite an anticlimactic way to uh, to kill dispose um, of a villain. I, I I don't think it's it slows love, it down because it, it takes it a bit in of time. We it's not like a one move. Oh yeah yeah. I don't I don't mean I didn't I don't mean like I don't mean like that. I mean when you when you're in this scuffle and then one of them gets their arms and then just waits until yeah. they hold. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah yeah. That's that's Cinematic. That. But that's that's a quibble. It it yeah, but it looks good and it you know it's getting to this it's getting to the chapel and I do I do love the way it looks and think it's quite. It's an interesting place for a Bond film to, for everything to crescendo towards.
3: We should have known that Bond had some Belgian in his. Uh, and it's Doctor. It's Doctor Evil who's Belgian, isn't it? Not Blofeld. But the cross, the the the, the, uh, the uh, headstones, of course, Monique <laughs> Delacroix. We've already mentioned them. So we have a little yeah. <laughs> a little shot of them, which which is fine. No 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 offence at that. Almost like a horror film, isn't it? There's echoes of horror at the end. Sort of going in the dark in the outside of the church and going to the chapel at the end is a little bit scary, a little bit uneasy. It's, it's a bit odd. I don't know. He's, he's got M, hasn't he? He's sort of embracing it. It's a bit awkward, which is good. And he wants then to, for them to be killed in one shot, he wants M to actually end it. So at this point, he is homicidal. He is he is a psychopath. He's completely lost all bearings If we believe that he could have killed M at the inquiry and he didn't have the guts, now he's like, I'm so consumed by this thing, you've ruined my life, I don't care about living, the only thing I care about is killing you, basically, so let's both go out. So I do buy that. I just Bond just stab him without the audience even see it. It just sort of happens, it's all done very quickly. You you could have had a a lovely little Christartos chuck of a, a knife, a dagger into the back. I get what they're doing, like we said, with the tone of the film, a sort of standoff and a fight that went on for a couple of minutes might have jarred a little bit, might have taken you out of what was M doing whilst this was going on, perhaps. And then he'd have had... I would have left that unscored if they did have a fight because it's quite quite a, a good atmosphere at the moment. It's just... I don't know. Hmm. I just wish I couldn't go into this, I haven't seen it for a bit, like I say. I couldn't remember how Silver died and that says a lot. You know, think about some of the classic iconic deaths of the villains. For me, Zorin is for me Zorin is the best yeah. villain's death I think in the series. It's absolutely the most epic and the music helps that. We've discussed it a bit, but would you have done it any any
1: differently, John? I mean with hindsight I see what I see what you're saying about having a fight. I think it would have been better if there had been a fight earlier, like it may be not necessarily in the chapel, but maybe on the the ice themselves or stuff. Because I do understand what they're trying to get at in terms of finishing it with M. Like that's the final scene to you know we're gonna we're gonna throw a weapon to stop him killing M. But yeah, maybe there could have been a better fight before. And maybe there could have been a more climactic death. I mean, it's very—it's just a throw of the knife. It, you know, let's let's be honest. Um, whichever one it was, Mishka or Grishka, that was a far more <laughs> harrowing knife throw than the one, what? Well, it is, isn't it, than the one that is in silver? Mm, yeah. Um, what the one thing that I do think that's great about this scene is Kincaid. I, I love his his reactions, like when he comes in first and he's just gone to get Emma blanket Emma sorry that's the name Emma a blanket <laughs> and, uh, and so and,
3: disappointed
1: and and and, and just that, that thing when he sees silver's there and he puts his hands up and he just looks like a timid old man at that oh, point like you could see the fear and then and then to me the emotion that Daniel Craig shows yeah, I, I do like that when M dies, but I actually love the face of Kincaid. It just looks this complete face of resignation, and um, it's a fabulous piece of subtle acting.
3: How does M die? Does anyone know? Some kind of shrapnel, or, is she shot or something? Oh, I can't remember now.
4: Yeah, so in the in the shootout in in the house, you, there is a shot. You know. She shoots with the Walther, I think. She she's got a wolf. Or she yeah. she yeah. Yeah. Um. And afterwards, she says, "Oh, um. You know, we hurt only my pride, or something like. You know, I was I would never was a good shot, or something like that." But just before that, there's a there's a henchman henchman like shoot shooting nearer. I don't know whether it's implied that the bullet hit her or shrapnel or something. Yeah, it is interesting because that you know they did sort of a slow death for her where she's gradually getting worse and worse rather than her like i don't know i'm just against people here but like taking a bullet for bond or you know a a quick where she was all right immediately and then suddenly takes a fatal blow very quickly but yeah I, i i i think that's where that that was where she was shot or hit or or something I think uh, what what might have
2: made this a little bit more satisfying is because the, the because the character is aiming for M, that's that's where he needs to get to. So you have got Silver. He's the, the entire film is about getting to M. Is that that Bond isn't the obstacle at the end because he gets sidetracked by a henchman, who falls into a lake or a pond. What well, that, that, that moment should have been him or maybe, you know, ha- had, you know, Bond and Silva have, you know, gone to head to head, whether it's a fight, whether, whatever, they should have had the conflict then. Yeah. He gets past Bond, gets yeah. to M and then Bond comes in at the last minute. I think that would have maybe been yeah. a bit more sat- satisfying. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. You, like you say, you, you never quite get that. With the exception of that scene where he's, you know, kind of tied to a chair. There's no real kind of moment where they play off on each other. There's no kind of conflict because he's he, because Phil Silver's eyes on the game, which is M. That's the ultimate, and that would have had more power if he if he'd managed to get past Bond, who is, and as she says at the end when she dies, I did get one thing right. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that's a reference to him that even he couldn't stop Silver would have had more dramatic weight that. Even though you know they could have had a moment where Bond's out, he's pushed out of the way. He actually manages to actually you know wound M, but Bond kills Silver, and he's there to to sort of spend the last moments with mm. M. Would be much more dramatic, much more satisfying because you've had that conflict with with Silver, with M, with, with with Bond, but then you've had the payoff, which is ultimately Silver needs to get to M, otherwise the film is pointless. It's
3: unusual because
2: the Charles Allison criticism
3: is that surely M would have been killed by the the guards, but then she was, wasn't she? In the end, Silver is not the one who who kills M, and all that stuff with the guns at the end, well, she was going to die anyway with hindsight, it's a very unusual way of doing it. it. As you take it as a whole and you're watching it, it just about works because of the way it's shot, the way, as to say, I like how it ends in the chapel. There's a, you know, good acting, obviously, for Em's death itself, which is more important than how she dies. Of course it is. Do you, the, the actual, the actual scene, the actual cradling, the kiss, you, you're a fan of that? Slightly inappropriate music, maybe? <laughs>
2: <laughs> to be honest, I, I can't remember the music. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And I don't know if there's a reflection Anna, 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 of Anna. the entire film. If but John Barry was... Again, it well, yes, exactly. I, that score, that you know, the the drama, the, the the emotion that he would have, you know, brought to that scene is, you know, we could only imagine. I'm hoping someone will recut it. With <laughs> yeah, his bus- music involved. Busy on Twitter. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I think it's. I think it's. I think it's a, I think it's a good scene. I think it's. It's nice to see Bond vulnerable. I think, you know, and again, if you've heard that, if you've got to that point, and it's believable, uh, I think it's really, you know, it, it is a great is a great thing.
3: John Logan, he, uh, we've alluded to it already, but he said the real Bond girl in this film was M, which we've said, and that this seemed like a fitting way for her to die. Have you seen the behind-the-scenes footage of the making of it? Because obviously it was quite emotional on set. It was Judy Dench's... Last scene after you know she was there since 1995 with all the producers, everybody watching it, and it's an emotional scene. So there's footage of Sam Mendes crying at the at the last shot. So yes, mm. quite, quite harrowing on set. Wow. Yeah. Mm. So Emma's perished, <laughs> and we okay. Well. I'm not know sorry, it's funny that you Sorry, crying. Chris is laughing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't have a problem with right? <laughs> no. You've only been crying. here once. I do the others crying. They've been here for years. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> a director very in tune with his actors' performances. So, yes, Emma's Perished. We finished the film in London with Batman looking down on the skyscrapers um from <laughs> top of the roof. and Sorry, no, <laughs> hang on. <laughs> um, yeah, and we. What's he doing anyway? Okay, so money. We know now. We've already mentioned money. Penny has to stay in the office now because of all this, what's happened. It's affected uh, her mental health. And you know, Bond offers no apology. And she comes up, doesn't she? She comes up to the top of the building and gives gives Bond the M's bulldog.
4: <laughs> it's just a bit funny that M had written in her will since. I mean, maybe I'm getting this wrong, but years since ago. Bond commented on, on that. In the, the, uh, well, you know, like, right, okay. You know, I'll just. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I must make sure that. that After that she'd Bond written his really obituary as well. Oh. Yeah. Again, it's not oh. too much into it. Yeah, but
3: cinematic license.
4: Yeah, I know,
2: it's, it's a bit funny.
4: Who's nitpicking now? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But for me, it is totally worth it. That final scene with the leather door—you know, going into the office, double-breasted suit. Yes, 007. T. Here T. you are. Here's your next mission. Yeah. I am. I am on board. I am. That scene. I am completely behind it. If Daniel Craig had retired, then. I, I, I think that was his intention. That that no, it's mm-hmm. not a criticism. I think that was his intention yeah. that Skyfall was going to be his last film, would have worked out really well, because it would have been the beginning of Bond to him being creaky knee Bond, setting up the old oh, that whole idea that 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 you've got Mallory M now with the traditional kind of you know leather door you know kind of thing would have been brilliant to set off another actor to go down but then, you know, obviously someone wrote a cheque that he couldn't um, refuse, which is a shame, but perfect end to the film.
1: I, I totally agree with Chris's notion about um, this being like, should have been Daniel Craig's last one, and one of my criticisms of it is that I think that, that Skyfall should have been the fourth or fifth Daniel Craig film. We should have had a film in between Quantum of Solace and Skyfall that was just a normal mission. That then we'd have seen this prolonged journey. We've we've only just seen him becoming Bond, and then we've seen him. This one is basically at the end of yeah. Bond. Yeah. Um, but I do agree with Chris completely. This could have just been a final bookmark. One little thing I've got. I don't know, Matthew, you, You'll be the absolute. Um, you you'll know this. Dark
4: Knight Rises was the Dark Knight Rises 2012 yeah so the Dark Knight Rises came out July 2012 this came out November 2012 I think so I, any similarities <laughs> between the two I think would be more coincidental um, you know right it's I, just I, I would just shoot
1: it's just the Eve Moneypenny scene really stinks of the Robin scene mm. and Joseph Gordon Levitt at the end yeah you know <laughs> yeah. you're the right same yeah
4: yeah Sting, sorry, that's a really good
3: Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah, no. Yeah,
4: Yeah, you're right. The name given in passing means more to the audience than it does to the characters who were were saying it. The
3: alternative way it could have gone then, of course, would it, I thought, I was so happy with the ending because I thought, yes, we're back to basics. We've got Bond. He isn't going to be grumpy anymore. That's the main thing. We've got M. Okay, M's died. We've got a new M who's traditional... Looks to be, you know, Ray Fine's brilliant. We've got Money Penny in place. We're back in London. We're not hiding. We're gonna. The next Bond, even if it's Daniel Craig, is going to be a classic, traditional Bond. We're doing away with characterisation like that. We're doing away with personal missions, personal vendettas, and then Spectre happens. So it, it's more that again, that's more a criticism of Spectre, isn't it? Because you're right, it does end so well. Okay, when you, when you, the final line with pleasure. With pleasure, even though he sounds it's like gritted teeth, it's almost like it's so ironic, isn't it? After that, that he'd rather slit his wrist, you know, with pleasure. He obviously was gritting his teeth, wasn't he, um, when he said that? I agree, John. If they'd have done this after a couple more, which, if they'd done one in 2010, for instance, at least, you know, in between Quantum of Solace and this, which was a normal inverted commas bond fill, it would have worked a lot better.
4: If you're enjoying Really 007, why not follow us on
3: Facebook, Twitter and Instagram? Look us up at Really 007 Pod. Another film, another random film which... uh you might not have uh, alluded to here. Certainly, I don't think the filmmakers were going for this. You mentioned um, The Dark Knight Rises and how that ends and bookends and perhaps doesn't open it up for another chapter, including Batman, but it sort of leaves Batman's legacy with Robin, doesn't it? Uh, This, not in that sense, but in terms of tying all the pieces together, (laughs) the suspense is killing you, isn't it? Yeah. To um, <laughs> time the pieces together, <laughs> almost shot for shot, ready for the first instalment of the of the original trilogy. I, I thought Revenge of the Sith. I really did, because it sort of gets you back to where, where you thought the film would know. Yeah, it gets I, it gets all the I, elements I, and I, it fits in place. No, okay. I,
4: I, <laughs> okay right. I, I see. I see what you're saying, but. Um, of course, that was doing it for films that already existed. This is, the, I mean, you know, in fact, one of my yeah, favorite things modern. about it. Yeah, yeah. It's so nice. It's so nice to be back in M's traditional office, and like we've said, you know, yeah. well, on the desk, <laughs> we've yeah. got we've got all we've, we've got all the elements in place. So this is brilliant. We're we're there. We're back,
3: and there's we you know, so really much potential, name, don't we? Mm. As if we didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot I took the whole yeah. film to... <laughs> oh really oh right oh okay right Skyfall yeah. done done I'm ending it
4: <laughs> no we've got uh, the end credits wait there's one more thing no. I one know what you're going before the end credits before the end credits the gun barrels shoehorned in oh yeah which uh, I just find weird too late too late too little too late mate yeah you yeah. missed the chance I, forget yeah, it Curly you had your chance and you had you your <laughs> now I have my 80 yeah. <laughs>
1: daniel craig gun barrels awful terrible leaden footed just go back to pierce brosnan's pierce brosnan has gorgeous shine Mm. from the gun barrel looks so great why are you fannying around with like sorry go on chris (laughs) uh this is
2: this is a question all of you oh hey is skyfall embarrassed about being a bomb film Whoa. you don't have In ten oh, thousand words this is my old. thesis this is my thesis <laughs> that everything is everything that's bombed is low key everything is pulled back so you know the destruction of the MI6 building it they now go underground and it is you know, quite gray. The music throughout the entire film doesn't really have that kind of bond. You know, like I mentioned before, where there are moments where you think this is, this is the moment where if this is John Barry scoring this, you would get the the horns and you would get the, you know, everything would be behind it. And this would, you know, your heart would skip and it would be no. the moment that, you know, like with Cornery no. Connery running across the rooftop, punching people in the face and living, you yes. know, um, you only live twice. It doesn't have that. And it's not to say that this is this is a, a negative, but I, 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 at times I, when I watch it, I feel like it wants to be a bomb film, but it doesn't want to be a bomb film. It, it, it tries to sort of pull away from it. That, you know, the fact you don't get the, you know, you don't have the traditional opening with the, with the, the gun barrel i'm just throwing that out there that's that's my feeling at times when i watch that I put, on repeat viewing i feel like it wants to be more like a born film than it does want
4: to be a bond film Discuss. <laughs> i think my problem with the craig series overall has been that it doesn't want to be a bond film in a lot of ways and i include casino royale in that i i you know I know. Yeah. I know you guys are big fans. I know it was a hit critically. There are lots of things I do think are, re- are done really well in that in that film, but it strips back too much for me and doesn't have enough of the essential elements. The third act is a big problem for me. The fact that the the villains killed two thirds the way through, uh, and then spoiler alert, <laughs> and then you know it's a good action scene, the one in the one in Venice and everything, but you don't know who you don't know who those those men are. And then, so you think, well, Mr. White is he is he, is he the big? But then, he, but then he catches up with him quite easily. <clears throat> so anyway, so I I think I think the problem started before then. And then I don't know whether this is what you are sort of mean,ing Chris. So they knew they didn't want to be Bond films. Um, they wanted to be something else. This is sort of coming back a bit more to yes, I do. We'd want some of the elements, but we don't want we don't want to go whole hog. So it'd be too much to now go to the gun barrel and to have you know pre-title sequence like that. Yeah, I think I think there's an argument where it's almost like a halfway house between Craig's first, you know, the first what they were doing with Craig it originally, and then making you know a, what a traditional Bond film. I think there, there the, what I like about it is there are some nice Bond beats in it, like we've discussed. You know, jumping on the back of the Komodo to only a Bond film could do that, you know. It would look weird in another in another film, or you'd probably think I don't. Maybe Indiana Jones or something, but I, you know, I think Bond is that that is a Bond moment, and um, there are other ones that we've mentioned. I know I know we said about the Aston Martin. That's you know possibly a bit too um, the other way. I'm trying to think. What was it? What were the other ones we mentioned? The uh, you know the where it's it, oh i know you see yeah, sorry the the john glenn the john glenn is, is the is uh, the the you know he's in a hurry to get home and then he comes on board, uh, health and safety those are when i was yeah, yeah. It when i'm watching the cinema i'm enjoying this daniel craig looks like he's enjoying it a bit more you know it feels more like a bond film mm. but maybe 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 chris you're you, you you're correct in saying it, it just doesn't want to quite go Whole bond hold the whole hog bond, it wants to never go back. One of the things with that will
3: back up your argument partly was we know that Sam Mendes wasn't that bothered to put the gun barrel in at the start. You know, I know there's an excuse for it cinematically. I don't know whether it was his decision to put it in at the end. I think it might have been an afterthought partly because if you notice the bond theme comes on at the end, and if you notice even further, it's not a new composition, it's the same Bond theme that came on at the end of Casino Royale, it's just the same David Arnold piece so that must have been a post-production decision, wasn't it? And I know all the elements were coming in with, like we've said the uh, what do you call it, Darn Rise's ending, with getting all the pieces in place to end it with but those two things and then there's the line, isn't it, 50 years Bond will return, I think it says at the end I don't know why they needed that cuz
1: <sighs> I think it I think it's more of a Bond film than Quantum of Solace certainly is. I think I'd be interested to see what was initially written and what's been added in later on. Um because the story isn't very Bondian really. But the but then you do have these absolute bondian quips i.e well i think the db5 is but but you know like the monorail stuff is a perfect example Matt. and it, it won't i would be interested to see what the initial script was and what they added in to make it more that um one thing i do recognizes is, is that when i talk to people who aren't particularly massive bond fans they're casual viewers they love this film This film seems to have a bigger audience than just hardcore Bond fans. Now, to do that, it must go away from some of the usual Bond tropes. It must be a bigger than itself because otherwise you could just therefore let it show any Bond film to anyone. And whilst we absolutely love Octopussy, I still don't bet my chances if i send that to my to my wife who's not a massive bond fan say oh go and enjoy that i just can't see her doing it because she doesn't get the bond but there is something in skyfall that is more cinematic and is greater i don't think it's embarrassed to be a bond film but i do think it tries to be more than a bond film that's the way i'll say it
3: We now move on to the box office, which ties in a bit with what you're saying, John. It, it, must, it must have struck a chord with people who aren't massive Bond fans. It must have done. Like I said, it's the first billion-dollar Bond. It was, at the time, the seventh highest-grossing film of all time. So, it, you know, it's just absolutely unbelievable, isn't it, really, when you think about that? Very unbelievable. And it was the highest-grossing film of all time in the UK. I yeah. Can, so, particularly with British audiences. Wow. Because, interestingly... Only a quarter of its total gross was from America. Most films are like what 60 percent, aren't they? So worldwide, it did so well. Do you know which film has replaced it as the most successful in the UK? Could be a while here again. You don't have to say. Uh, well. Um,
4: oh, what in? I know that Mamma
3: Mia did. Just in the UK. Them. No, good. Good guess. It's. Th- <laughs> we've talked about the franchise, but it was another copying the old films. And doing them again in a new film, <laughs> False Force Awakens. Awakens. Right. Okay. Yes. Yes. Well, well done, Matt. <laughs> well done. <laughs> yes. We have mentioned before in terms of how it fits in, in how it's successful it's obviously the most successful in terms of money when adjusted for inflation. It's still the third behind Thunderball and Goldfinger. It was the. It's been the biggest film ever for Sony Pictures and MGM. And it was only outgrossed by the Avengers in 2012, so you can't can't really argue with how successful it was. Critically, we've mentioned it did win two Oscars. It had five nominations, so for all the whole, they were trying to go for Oscars. They were technical um, categories, as you'd say. It won for um, Song and Sound Editing, but it was also nominated for The Score sound mixing and cinematography so Deacon <laughs> Deacon deserved his nod we'll, we'll let him have that absolutely absolutely up. it won two BAFTA awards and two Grammy awards I think those were both for the for the, the music and the songs so critically it has 92% on Rotten Tomatoes so there can be no can be no hiding behind that 81 on Metacritic A on cinema Score, and 77 on IMDb so it's actually we did sort of mention this on Frumbish with Love so if you've heard that one you'll, you'll know that that is second equal with Goldfinger and Math do you know which one is the only one that's rated higher on IMDb
4: Skyfall or, and yeah Skyfall
3: and Goldfinger were joint second
4: and there's only one film that was higher is it one that I don't I really don't want to say that this is the one that's rated- <laughs> <laughs>
3: I'll make you say I'll make you say it CR Casino Royale yeah yeah, or Casino Royale as John says yeah. mm. yes it was <laughs> the just a few c- critics uh, individual Robbie Collin the Daily Telegraph obviously he's on Komodo Mayo sometimes He found it to be often dazzling, often uh, always audacious, with excellent action sequences, and it contained humour and emotion. Kim Newman, big fan of Kim Newman for Empire, also does a lot of stuff with um, Mark Commode. He said, Skyfall is pretty much all you would want from a 21st century Bond. Cool, but not camp. Don't know why you wouldn't want camp. Respectful of tradition, but up to the moment. Serious in its thrills, and relatively complex in its characters with a sense of fun that you haven't always that hasn't always been evident lately but we agree with him on that Roger Ebert, big fan of Roger Ebert again he gave it 4 out Mm -hmm. of 4 good grief Uh, a full-blooded joyous, intelligent celebration of a beloved cultural icon Craig takes full possession of a role he previously played unconvincingly so good, I'm glad there's some I'm not sure I agree (laughs) with that I don't know well after we've discussed this, we will discuss Craig's role in in the Bond and how he how he compares with these other films. And also, he said Skyfall at last provides a role worthy of Judi Dench, one of the best actors of her generation. Wouldn't disagree with that. She is all but the co star of the film with a lot of screen time, poignant dialogue, and a character who is far more complex and sympathetic than we expect in the series. Ooh, John's John's uh, shit gone. What's your reaction to that, John? <laughs>
1: No, no, I mean, she's brilliant in it. I'm never going to deny that. But she's been the co star in pretty much every single one of them. Yeah,
3: yeah. They've not got very good memories, have they, some of these critics? I don't think. They probably can't remember the the previous films. Certainly not. No people remember The World is Not Enough, John. Clearly they don't. We're going to bring it back (laughs) to everybody's attention. We're going to. Come on. (laughs) Come on. From the rooftops. From the rooftops of London, where Batman (laughs) and Bond hang out. (laughs) (laughs) There was a bit of criticism uh, for the film. No offence, John, other than us. We seem to be the main critics of it. Uh, pointed to its running time. Well, goodness me, it's a lot shorter than No Time to Die. is meant to be two and three-quarter hours, isn't it? Um, Some some of them said the final third was a bit protracted. I don't agree with that. Uh, Not matching the first two-thirds in its momentum.
4: Mm, I
3: don't know. The the Guardian was positive, but it it criticised the touchy-feely indulgence of the bold decision to open Bond up, to probe with the character's backstory and raise a toast to his relationship with them. So again, that's, we have discussed that. Uh, that's just a, a technical point.
0: Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds.
3: Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me.
0: Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at onepeloton.com.
3: There was a video game. There was a video game which I know very little about. I personally didn't play it. Unusually in that, you you the the character that you played was uh, as Sean Connery. Uh, as if you were Sean. No, I'm joking of course it wasn't. Um, <laughs> 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 as we As King were complaining. Matthew were complaining, Yeah. We were complaining at the 007 Legends game, which was looked yeah, on paper yeah. like the best thing ever. But when you got to the levels you wanted to go on, like License to Kill, you were still Daniel Craig. So it didn't really work, did it? Yeah. Well,
4: it scars all the um, your face. And...
3: Yeah. <laughs> so there's two things I want you to discuss. First of all, Daniel Craig's performance as James Bond and how does it compare with his other films? John, you, you go first on it.
1: For all that I loved about this film, Daniel Craig (laughs) isn't necessarily one of the reasons why I love it. I've got to say, that's a weird thing to say. I I think Daniel Craig's best performance is Casino Royale by an absolute country mile, to be honest. It goes down this depressive route, and it's slightly unconvincing (laughs) because we've not seen the reasons for it before. So it would have... And and it's also worse for it because he's always moody. So if he'd have had a film before Ram where he was just a normal secret agent, I think I'd have bought it more. And and I think M is M is the focus of the film, and Bond is like the hired hand, really. He's fine, he doesn't detract from the film. But I don't actually think he elevates it either. It's a it's what I'd just call a very standard Bond performance.
3: Would it have worked better with a different actor playing Bond? And that's a hypothetical. Uh, Or can you imagine some of the other Bond actors doing it?
1: Personally, um, no. Not if it was the exact same (laughs) script, because it's this it's this depressive Bond. I mean, well, Roger couldn't do it, could he? Could you imagine Roger being so depressed that he refused it? Wouldn't he want to do that? (laughs) I I don't. I no, I don't think. Maybe Dalton, maybe. If he was like, you know, if he went down the unhinged kind of licence to kill route and he went down that at the start and he took it a bit further with that. But I'm not sure. No, not really.
3: Chris, what do you think of... uh, Okay, it's a massive question, isn't it? Don't just mean Daniel Craig in general. In this particular film, were you enthralled by his performance?
2: Again, no, I wasn't. He was... You know he was he was there. He was at, he was yeah. on set. <laughs> I'm sure he turned up on time. I don't know, <laughs> but he was he was he was on screen. I, I feel that there is no. He has given, and I mentioned this before. He has given some really great performances where he, he really has been charismatic, and I don't I, and I cannot reconcile some of those performances with with his performances in in Bond where he is. It feels like he's going through the motions, and like I say, that that mentioning about you know Casino Royale, which is his best performance, because it, there's a genuine kind of e- there's an eagerness to, to to prove himself, yeah, and, and, and to be interesting and, and to really define the role, and I, I and and I think that's you know that and and I think you know Martin Campbell's direction are you know what really sort of draw me to that film. But with this, I don't know. I, I, you know, I would, I would rather have George Lazenby. I would rather have Brilliant. someone who was eager. Maybe not the greatest actor, but was eager and was wanted mm. to really kind of prove himself. And I feel that like this film, he isn't. He is very much going through the motions. This is a transaction. This is a. Well, yeah, it's, it is a business transaction. It is you've paid me this amount of money and I will turn up on set on this. And obviously, with the next one, you know, that's even more evident. And it's a shame because <laughs> I think for, for, for Bond, there's, there's, there is a love, and you see all the actors, I think up until Daniel Craig, have a love of creating that character that, that is a representation of themselves and the interpretation of the character. And it maybe you, you might not agree with that you might not think that this is the, the, the best Bond, but it's their interpretation of it. And I want to see an interpretation of a of, of Bond. And think and Casino Royale, you get that, but later on, it's just Daniel Craig is the and he is ticking the boxes. And it's a shame because, you know, on paper, it, it, this could be a really good Bond.
4: I agree to an extent. I, I think... It's probably more to do with the tone of the film and some of the the, the bits in it that make me fit that made me feel a bit more like, actually, this 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 is a bit more like a James Bond film, and this is a bit more, you know, the James Bond character. Because picking up on what what Chris has said, I I think it yeah, it's a better acting performance in Casino Royale, and um, you know, yeah, that that's his interpretation of it. But I I personally that that character in that film isn't james bond for me that's that's you know an amount that's like okay there might be elements of fleming's bond i'm not someone who's studied the books and, and everything like that i'm 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 a film a bond film fan so that character doesn't seem like bond to me that's that seems like you know oh batman begins did well so we'll do bond begins oh Bourne's doing well so we'll do it you know similar to that that i agree about martin campbell you know he he was very much the right person to bring in, and he he elevates that film. Uh, he's the best thing about that film. But I don't enjoy Bond in that film particularly. Um, it, it just doesn't seem like the character that I know and love. So I don't know, in this film, it does seem a bit more like the James Bond that, that I've enjoyed throughout my my life and my childhood, which is why, again, I was more excited for what they might be able to do with Spectre and you know, I don't know whether this is something we'll be coming on to cover. it had been set up so well, and I thought, right, they have got Spectre back. I think they can do. They can do. You can do something really well with that, and and you know, the end result we we all know. So, so yeah, Daniel Craig is he's, he's fine. He's fine in it, and it's it seems to be a, a lighter, nicer, less angry, and wants to kill and beat up everyone and sadly he still breaks into Em's house but he's not as awful with her as he is in other in other films.
3: He was dead so he couldn't get arrested so it was fine he was legally dead at that point
2: Is, is <laughs> There is a lightness there is a slightly lighter touch to Daniel Craig in, in this film but you know you can have funny but it's not necessarily fun and I feel that that it isn't. I think that Skyfall isn't. <laughs> it's not a fun watch, is it? It is it is heavy, and it it does it weighs underneath. Yeah. It, 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 there's a weight of its seriousness that that Bond at times. Can, <laughs> and, 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 and 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 I say harking back to the original films, where it's it's such a dance between fun. And serious and thriller and stuff and, and 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 that's where I I feel that with Daniel Craig's kind of tenure is it, it doesn't have that I don't with the exception of, of Casino Royale I don't feel that, that 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 he's having fun with that character I feel that I am watching someone who is being forced <laughs> to to play the performance I feel like I am watching someone who doesn't necessarily want to be there and obviously we. You know, in some of the interviews he's given, he's you know, intimated that he isn't doesn't necessarily want to be there, and that that again, it's, it's such a shame because there there are like the end scene where he meets you know you know Ray finds that his performance is slightly lighter. I feel like I'm, I'm behind this. If only he had it given that at the beginning of the film, a, a sort of lightness to it without it being sucked under with how serious it is, it might have been a bit more kind of, well, more Bond-like. And I think, you know, even Connery was, even though he was, you know, um, serious and dark and, you know, threatening, he always had a funness to him.
3: I'd argue that Daniel Craig is having more fun in Spectre than he is in Skyfall. The the film is, is nowhere near as good as Skyfall. In some of those scenes, Craig seems, I mean, he seems bored through some of it, but his character isn't Lord. as, he's, he's not as annoying, the yeah. guy. He's not as ungrateful. He's not as, um. like some of the choices he makes in Skyfall, I've said I don't understand. I don't understand why he decides to pretend he's dead. After, you know, he didn't do that when his wife was killed. I know it's not the same character, is it? But some of the choices he makes are questionable. We don't see enough of why he's depressed and why he's got this problem. May, that's part of the script, because he's not given enough to do. He's not given enough scenes of depression other than bedding a beautiful woman and having a beer with a scorpion. There's not an awful lot of stuff for him to chew on. But I think it, my, my my feelings of it changed. When I watched it at the time, for the first time, I did think I liked Craig more as James Bond after having seen this film, as I did after the other two. I think I was probably slightly masked by the film itself, so with hindsight, when I've gone back and watched them all, I still agree, yeah, you're right. Casino Royals is definitely his best performance. I think no one would deny that. Because the tone of the films is so uneven, and it's uneven within the films, it's, it's quite difficult for him to, if he's not really that interested, it's not, he's not really bringing anything himself to this film. He's just sort of lost somewhere. He, he does enough to get by. It's not like you think he's, he's not James Bond in the film who is this chap I don't it's not gore it's not like oh dear you buy him as Bond in the film but it goes back to the whole you know Rob Rob and us Rob Parker it, I just I don't really like the guy so <laughs> like, yeah.
1: I was just going to sorry take issue with what you said about Spectre because I, I genuinely think that Spectre is single-handedly the worst <laughs> James Bond performance out of every single film wow I, I, I have never seen a ma- the, the only one that could possibly rival it would be Sean Connery in You Only Live Twice and, and it's for the exact same reason they just look so so bored there is I don't think Daniel Craig even changes his like his demeanour or raises his voice or shows any emotion throughout the whole of spectre it's the most monotone performance I think I've ever seen not by the romance with this one <laughs> oh well, uh, well well at least they're both monotone I mean at least they're suited in yeah. that sense but I mean like
3: <laughs> misery loves comfort yeah I don't
1: know yeah sorry but that's a tangent I just felt I needed to pick up on that because I just I think like I, I I just hate that film anyway sorry <laughs> you know. <never said. laughs>
3: but that leads us into my final question which is of course where does it rate in terms of your you know the Bond films as a whole and John of course is the only one who's actually done a list He's obviously done a spoiler there that spectres are pretty low down, which we all would probably put. (laughs) But Skyfall's a funny one, isn't it? I think it's uh, a funny one that I've no idea now where John is going to place it. So I am going to ask John first on this one. I
1: I feel really nervous about this.
3: Right. (laughs) On my list... We're friends who love you. We're friends who love you, John. You're all right.
1: I have this as number four. (laughs)
3: <laughs> right, I don't love you anymore. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> Champions League. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, made yeah. the top
1: four. Oh. Um, oh, I, I, I have nostalgia to it. I have to say that there is an, there's an element of the feeling I had at the cinema. I was like, Bond is back. I love how they do some of the twists on it. I love it like i love the villain i love the car um i love all that having sat back and watched it critically this time i've really struggled with it uh in terms of the like if i'm being if i'm being objective i could probably put 10 plus films ahead of it now but I don't want to lose the enjoyment of it. I do personally find this a fun film. Um, personally, I, I do. I can watch this and I can really enjoy it, and I can be exhilarated by it. Have but having said that, like the score is not great. There are a lot of Dark Knight references. A lot of the criticisms that people have come up with, I can't. I can't really disagree with. But what I can say is is that since Die Another Day in the 2000s, like 20 years now, this film has made me feel like Bond more than any other film. And maybe that's possibly why I have it so high, because mm. I'm, I'm, there's a bias with that but I feel guilty saying it at number four. Cause I've actually like been far, far, far more critical than I was with in Russia with love that I put at number seven. <laughs> so yeah. It was um, shocking.
3: Positively shocking.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So sorry.
3: <laughs> I don't want to take away someone's love for something. Dear me. I mean, for some reason, loads of people love with an L and I and, I've absolutely no I can't explain that I've no idea personally why people like that film but loads of people absolutely love it so I, I don't want to take away from your enjoyment of that I'm sure people in this room are, uh, are loving it but I don't want to take your love for Skyfall is the point I'm trying to make Chris is now going to have to defend uh, defend with Neil and I and attack Skyfall
2: <laughs> For me Skyfall is yeah, I, it's 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 a good it's a good it's a good bomb film. It's a good bomb film. Doesn't always work for me, but it does what it does and it does it well. It's not one that I will go back to. There are there are better. It's middle table. It is it is very much one that is depending on my mood. I was like, "Oh, well, you know what? Actually, I really like a lot of this, but I might be, go back to it and hate it." It is, it, for me it's a very strong word because it offers so much and it, it it falls short and I find that so frustrating, I find it so frustrating because on paper it could be such a great bomb film it could be you know, a uh, living daylight. I could see Dalton do this. Yes. But it, it, uh, Again, another reference to living daylights, not that I'm obsessed or anything. And it's a, it's a frustrating watch. And, and, and sometimes I find uh, films that are frustrating. I don't know. Sometimes sometimes, I hold them closer to my heart than films that actually I love because it's one that I, I, I grapple with. You know, I think that, oh, you know, it's, um, you know, this could be great. And uh, go back and watch it more than a film that is actually great. Um, but for me, it's middle table. It's not. It's not his best. I, I think. I think Ciena Real, for me is much more satisfying. I think it's a better. It's, I think it's a better film. It's a better performance. It's clearly better than Quantum Solace and Spectre. Um, but that's not saying much. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll, I'll never be in love. I'll never be in love with this film. Unlike other other Bond films, let me put it that way.
3: I'm really interested now. I don't want you to say, and we will find out as this podcast goes along. But I'm really interested to see what Chris's lower table Bond films are. I'm, I could probably guess maybe one or two, but there's a few that I'm really worried about now. Because if this is this is, yeah, take, I know. does that mean you? Does that mean you don't like most of the Bond films? Because <laughs> like me, no, like, no like I, said, I from, Mushroom with Love was quite low down for me, but I still love 20 of the bomb films, if you know
2: what I mean. But it depends it what you're be... but but
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> it can be the films that I watch the most, the the, the films that I revisit yeah. the most, and the films that I revere the most, I think is a very yes. different, yeah. you know. with yeah. Love is a film that I revere, and I think that that is top-class filmmaking and top-class storytelling. Would I watch it over? You know, I don't know. Even even Thunderball, which is uh, isn't maybe quite as great as filmmaking, but I think maybe Thunderball is more enjoyable for for some strange reason. I think it's because it has more to it, and again, it depends. And that's what I love about these films. It, 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 it's on. It's so dependent on your mood. I want a later. I want a later Bond film that has that's set in Scotland, right? Oh, and it has you know. A bit more sort of grounded. Well, then I will watch Skyfall. Actually, I want something that is completely, you know, you know, exotic and is laced with jazz and just feels so (laughs) kind of beyond where I am right now. Then I'll choose Thunderbolt, even though maybe you know the 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 narrative and overall is maybe not as good as as a film as Skyfall. I don't know. I'm I'm just saying. But that's what I love about but I love about it. You know, like a view to a kill is not the best bomb film, but I hold it dearly to my heart because I've watched it on videotape for, you know, know. like five years when I was at a, a, a certain age. And again, that's what, that's why I'm here is because not all bomb films are created equally, but I love them dearly in their own little way. Love it. Absolutely love it.
3: Math, I don't, you, this is your first review, actually, isn't it? This is your first review episode. I'm, I'm yeah. fascinated. You don't have to say what. I mean, you probably haven't worked out where in the twenty
4: five so far it sits, but I can work. I can work backwards a little bit, maybe. It's definitely, it's definitely my favourite Daniel Craig one. I think I said that before. I, I find it enjoyable to watch, um, even though I've got criticisms of it, and you know, I don't think it's, I don't think it's perfect by any stretch. And, yeah, there are things that annoy me a little bit, but I'm for some reason I'm able to look past them far easier with this film than I am with others. And, you know, I, I don't think I'm going to be on the Casino Royale episode, so I, I want to try and air some of my thoughts about it here and now and what I've said. And uh, I, I think there's, far, there's probably far less as a film that that I'd be able to criticise about that film, Um, you know, in terms of, how it's made, and probably story points and everything like that. But I just don't enjoy watching it as much. And I don't want to see Bond naked being whipped, really, and then the main villain being <laughs> shot all within all within a few seconds, you know, all in the same. And that is, that's just not what I want from a Bond film. And so it just doesn't... So it whilst it might be a better film technically and, and everything... I just don't. I don't particularly enjoy watching it, and if I see that that's on, I'm unlikely to to flick onto it. So, so it's definitely my favourite Daniel Craig one. Six six minutes. Six
1: minutes. Okay.
4: Then, if we go back a bit to, to Brosnan's, I think <laughs> it probably sits alongside sort of Tomorrow Never Dies. That sort of level of entertainment for me that I find it enjoyable when I'm when I'm watching it, and I, I you know I quite like it. There's things that aren't perfect about it, but you know, so what? And then when you go further back from there, I find it really difficult because my nostalgia and everything just comes in, comes plays such a big factor. There aren't films. There are maybe only a couple that I'd rather watch Skyfall than than um you know a, a Sean Connery or Moore or Lazenby. It's certainly not Dalton. So on that basis, would I, I would say it's few. It's, Phew. it's 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 lower than mid-table, but it's still a film I enjoy watching, and I think it's his, my favourite of his and the most Bond of his. And it is always difficult to rate
3: these without being... You've got to be a bit dispassionate, haven't you? There's no way on earth that I would rather watch this than a Roger Moore Bond film. No, no chance that's ever going to happen. But looking at it subjectively, of course there are loads of flaws in some of the Moore films, and you know, they may have dated not not particularly well, some of them, um, and we will, we'll delve into them. We've only done Octopussy so far, and I think it <laughs> rated a lot higher than everybody expected, and it, it performed <laughs> after a massive critical eye. I mean, there's an awful lot going for it rather than going against it. So, yeah, I've got a funny relationship with Skyfall. I think I, I was so pleased it was a lot better than the previous two in terms of it felt more Bond. So back then I did rate it pretty highly and it was always if you've because like me I'd had a problem with Craig and you know, I perhaps was being too harsh on him when he was cast. It's taken me a while to accept him as Bond, so I was too harsh on the first two films. You know, I, I went into Quantum of Solace really angry at sort of how the treatment of Bond had been in Casino Real. I don't think that way anymore. I've changed my mind on it a bit. And so I was never going to enjoy Quantum of Solace. And okay, no one's no one on Earth, see so I know, seems to enjoy it anymore, but <laughs> don't think they did at the time, did they? But um so Skyfall was a breath of fresh air from that sense. It's definitely it's got the best villain, of course it has. It's got um some of the best staging, it looks the best, the cinematography. It's not it's not as mean spirited as those first two crazes. It's not as mean spirited, certainly. I don't know. It's just because I've because I've seen, I've seen the rest of the craze recently. Spectres, obviously, I think it's got to be the worst. Quantum of Solace was far better than I remembered. If you take it as a sort of quick action film that is globetrotting, there's some lovely places Bond goes to. It's quite Bond in that sense. You know, you've got the outdoor opera, much like Hannibal, which is very crisp. He goes to these nice places. The third act was even worse than Casino Real. It was terrible. And Casino Real, going back to it, every time I watch it, I think... And I remember bits of it that I loved, actually. So I'm going to go back and watch it, and I reckon I'm going to like it more than I do. And it never quite quite sort of gets me over that hurdle of how it ends. But as a film, yeah, that's probably my favourite, Craig. So Skyfall... I was happy with it at the time. I'm happy with it as an entry in the Bond canon, and I don't really want to go too hard on it. I know I probably have over these few hours, but I don't. I, if it wasn't a Bond film, who knows? And if I wasn't a Bond fan, then obviously I would have loved it, wouldn't I? Because it did so well at the box office and it was critically well received. I'm rambling, Lynn. I'm rambling. <laughs> we we we've been rambling, and I'm sorry. We've uh, we've gone into real depth and we will go into more depth on skyfall because some of the chaps, the lads and lasses who haven't been here tonight, they will want to dissect it further. That's the thing about James Bond. It seems to be endlessly rewatchable, endlessly ch- chattable, chat aboutable. Just made that word. I'm I really, am, I'm getting tired now. I'm getting more like Alan Partridge. <laughs> I, that. I, I, I I accept that. I accept that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not in a car outside a cemetery at the moment I am I am in the studio but uh, yeah another party but guys thank you it's been a long troll through this uh, the first of our Daniel Craig reviews I think we've uh, we've done it justice we've um, changed our opinions all of us I think on certain aspects of it and of course the chat's going to continue in the pub wherever and guys I thank you for your your company, you've been superb. And uh, yeah, the red... we will be back very soon with uh, special podcast episodes. And our next review, John will be mighty happy. We are discussing the seminal 1999 <laughs> bond going to Scotland after a personal mission with M film, Skyfall. No, the, the world is not <laughs> enough. The world is not enough. We're looking forward to that one. Gents, thank you very much. And good night. Thank you. Thank you, Tom.
4: Really?